Tell me a story. Again. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to this very special Fright Fest Digital Edition, where we're going to be, we're going to be reviewing all the offerings that they just had at Fright Fest 2020. How you doing, mate? You alright? This is our Fright Fest 2020 special. Mm. It may be digital, but that doesn't make it any less relevant, more relevant, if anything. Before we start, so, um, I want to ask you a couple of questions. How did you feel about this year? Obviously, not being there, we're, we're uh, big physical people. We like to go to actually chat to people and all that sort of stuff. Um, how do you feel about this year's um, kind of digital way at home with Frightfest? I think uh, the way they did it was um, was very was very well thought out. I think uh, it, you know the way that we sort of could watch the movies, it worked all right. Where we could schedule them, you know, that's the fact that you couldn't see every single one that they wanted to put on. I think that was a good shout. Um, so you sort of had that Fright Fest experience where you can't experience everything. You still got to opt and pick them out. That was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, one the same. Needed people around me. You know, needed people that was, uh, apart from you. You know, I had you obviously, but you know, um, I just needed, um, I know the crowds. It missed the crowds, but there was a lot of interaction on social media. Yeah, there was. I, 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 it was a strange one, wasn't it? I mean, it's, I still felt that little bit of kind of, Fright Fest kind of family thing because we all kind of chat to people and stuff online and things. Um, you're right. It was very, I think it was really very well thought out. Um, again, like, you know, like you said, picking the films as well. It's like you've really got to kind of take a punt and pick one of the films and you could end up with something really good and unknown or you could end up with a pile of whack, which was really good. Uh, like, but that's the real, what you get if you go to the festival in real life, isn't it? I suppose. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. The the the, the fact that we, we posted a few things online and so many people got involved. Um, that was the cool thing. I think where we were watching the movies, we were, had access to our phones and we could talk to each other because we weren't in the cinema environment. It was it was kind of good and bad because it's like, I mean, it kind of distracted us a little bit. I'd say some at some points. Um, but then it's good because we were interacting and stuff with other other kind of comments and getting people's like interesting ideas of what was going on with the films and stuff like that. Everyone was live messaging as well, so you could kind of yeah. see it like during it. Everyone was kind of commenting on how they felt about how the movie was going throughout. It was quite interesting. But, but yeah, it was. And then, but it's very strange because if we go to it actually at the live event when we go. It's the same, but we just come out of it and talk to people in the foyer or in the pub or whatever, which is which is the kind of thing why we go for. But it was all in all, was, I thought, yeah, you're right. It was well, very well set out, and it was good that you couldn't kind of pause it and rewind it and stuff like that. I think because it literally, you know, you're watching it live with everyone else, and so it's, you're not at different time frames of the movie, so you kind of all get this that kind of experience. Um, do you think they'll do it for the next one, or do you think? Uh, what do you think? Uh, they're planning to do it 
in October at the uh, cinema, but I, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't see it. I, see, I it's everything hasn't cooled down enough. No. But for that, to so that grandness, if you like, I think it will be pushed back. But we will see. Hope you know. Got positive thoughts. Positive thoughts out there. It is. So, should we um, should we dive straight in on this one? Yeah, you want to just go straight, but we go we go go balls deep. So, for anyone who doesn't know and who's new to the podcast and new to all of this, um, Fright Fest is a film festival that they put on every year, usually in London, um, in uh, Leicester Square. And this year they did a digital version. It was geo locked, so for, unfortunately for all you American listeners. Um, the UK was here and Ireland were the only one who could actually watch um, the movies. And, um, yeah, there were quite a few on over the weekend. I think, uh, what, maybe about four a day, basically. Um, yeah. So I think we watched about 13, 14, I think, over the weekend. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, this is, uh, this is Draw One Last Breath 2020 Digital Fright Best Review. Cool. Kicking off the first one with our Thursday night, there was one movie, Sky Sharks. So we were very excited about this one. This this movie has been about four years in the making. It, it's hard to summarise this movie, isn't it? Let's 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 kind of think. Um, a set in the set in the future, a sort of mystical, futuristic sort of realm, weird, think Iron Sky sort of world. There is a the Nazis have um, have developed some kind of serum to make sharks fly, and then you know try and take over the world on the back of sharks, and they're zombies. So there you go. There's a little plot, and um, there was a little bit filmed in uh, London around 2000 and. 14, 16, something like that. When yeah. we were there, we so, were there with you. Uh, me and Matt like, attended it, they filmed it, and we thought, oh, we could be extras in this. Our dream to be extras in a movie, in a horror movie, just one horror movie, doesn't matter what the fuck it is. And we thought, well, yeah, we've made it into probably two seconds of a film. And what happened? And well, we promised you that if we were in it, it would get a 10, and if we weren't in it, it would get a 1. <laughs> <laughs> so there's many other re- many other reasons for this movie to get a one. <laughs> I mean, look, this this is like. But this is this. Let's let's just address this first, right? This is your sort of thing. I mean, normally this would be right up your street because you like your B movie kind of like Sky. Um, yeah, what's it called? Um, Sharknado, yeah. spiders, and you you like you like those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, did you watch Iron Sky? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Iron Sky is a good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good bad movie. It's a good bad movie. I love good bad movies, and the premise. Is <laughs> Sky I think Sky Sharks was trying to be the best worst movie ever made. I have, I have that. I have that imprint of like Birdemic, Troll Two, The Room, if you like. It had those sort of like. I just feel like this was going to be. This is they set out to make the bat the the best worst movie. Do you think they pushed it too far though? Yeah, big time. Just, I didn't, it had no, it had no, it had nothing. 
Mm-hmm. It had a good, well, it had some elements of gore, you know, some in, but the, the sort of like death sequences and stuff like that were, and again, this is annoying because it's like, you mean, you could talk about it and it could be the best worst movie because it's a mixture of like CGI blood spurt. And then at one stage, there's even like a bit of a Tom Savini moment where mm-hmm. they've got like real practical effects. Yeah. Okay? In sort of some of the, in, in, in one death, you're like, all right, I think basket case. And you could kind of see the stuff that they've kind of, it, whether it's purposeful or not. And it just felt too shit. Yeah. For me. The thing is as well, there, there's a hell of a lot of CGI in it. Obviously it's CGI to the max. But you're right. Then there's the, the one kind of practical effect. You think, oh wow, that, that actually looks pretty cool. And that's quite pulled off quite well. But then the rest of it is just, I just don't know what it, I just don't know if it knows what it want, wants to be. Whether it's just because it's got hardly any really a strong, it's not got a strong storyline in it. It doesn't, you can't really see where it's going. There's no like characters to kind of like cling to. Where if like the Sharknado movies, you've got, you know. So bad, like so bad that it's not even funny bad. They needed a good, they needed a, you know, maybe a celebrity or two, you know, somebody, something, something in there to like go off, like familiar. I mean, they had Tony Todd in there for like a, a little role, but it wasn't really like good. They needed something like a Tara Reid or something like that to kind of cling on to some nineties, some nineties throwback, you know, put Shannon, put Shannon Elizabeth in there. She ain't done anything for ages, has she? Christ, they could have just done something. No, the American car, the American pie cast, I'm sure are crying out for some job. Get yeah. them in it. But it's just, it was just awful. And I mean, may I add as well, this is kind of like the warm up show for Fright Fest as well. So it's normally their opening uh, film is quite a big deal. We had to pay for this one as well, uh, uh, over the, over <laughs> the ticket. So this, this cost us money as, yeah. as, as an extra. And we were hoping for that Fright Fest. And, and you know, if you're a Fright Fest fan, right? It has the and you you attended this fright fest and you were expecting to see yourself run out of a cinema. What you got was um, a nice shot of half the poster, half, half the poster, and the fact that it was a view cinema. So we knew we were there, and that was that was kind of interesting. But I don't know. It's very strange that they didn't use the content. I just find it strange that that they used the, the tiny, tiny bit of the screen to blow up the cinema, and then they just didn't show any of the footage. But, but I don't know, you know, I'm not bitter. If you like Nazis, sharks, tits, blood and gore, this movie's for you. <laughs> I don't know, mate, because you like all of those. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe minus Nazis. <laughs> well, no, Nazis make a good, make a, usually a good foil. You yeah. know, look at, um, look at Dead Snow. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so you know this sort of movie where they ex- these old Nazi ex- exploitation movies, it can be absolutely genius. Like just start killing, but I don't know. There was t- they, maybe there, they. There was a good scene like um, there's like a, kind of a, a kill of, of um, you know like Ghost Ship. You ever seen? You remember Ghost Ship? Yeah. With the wire. Yeah, and they did that kind of. That, that was kind of. I thought oh, that could have been cool if it was more practical effects. But again, it's just CGI to fuck. Yeah, again, CGI to fuck, but the CGI wasn't bad. If you like that sort of stuff, you know, it sort of reminded me of it could be, it could, it might as well have been like a video game, 
or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like we said, if we were in it, it'd have got a 10. Hmm. If we weren't in it. So what's it going to get for you, Matt? Because I'm not talking about it anymore. <laughs> I'd give it probably... One, yeah? Two out of ten. Two. <laughs> Just probably one point for Tony Todd showing up for two seconds. And the other point was just purely for that one practical effect. Right. But that's it for me. Although, when you left, we uh, the credits were still rolling. And right at the end, there was... This is not a spoiler. Um, there was an advert for um, uh, a kind of spin-off movie um, called Sky Frogs. And oh. very interesting. I would rather see a film called Sky Frogs at the moment than Sky Sharks, but with they, me. They, put, they put a lot of effort into this trailer, and they also had a, one after that, which was an advert for the game Sky Frogs. And right. Those put together were actually better than the film that we watched before. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> how much are you going to get? How many breaths out of ten? It gets a one. One. Oh, I agree. One, one breath out of ten. Because we weren't in it. So. Thank you, Sky Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to Friday night then, dude. Yeah, so we kicked off the festival on the Friday evening. Get in the car. What? I said get in the car. If you're trying to steal my car, the police will not have a hard time finding you. Do you see those headlights? When those headlights reach us, you are going to die. Now get in. Oh, you're kidding with this, right? I don't understand. Who? It's a vampire. Uh, a movie called There's No Such Thing as Vampires. So the premise of this movie, what we could get the gist of this movie was a couple uh, kind of like bump into each other in the middle of the woods, and then they start getting pursued by what we think is some sort of demon, vampire, stroke kind of person. Um, and it's kind of a chase movie um, that centers around that, really, with some kind of strange storyline added to it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about this one, mate, because this is the, the proper opener for Fright Fests, and it just seems like a really strange one to pick first to open a festival again. Um for me, it was really slow, really slow. The acting was, especially from the main guy in it, the acting in it was was terrible. Um, I don't know, what did you think about it, mate? This one, for me, had a, I, we knew going in it had a Meg Foster cameo, for those who, you know, those eager horror fans out there, love a little Easter egg. Meg Foster um, was from uh, They Live, you know, she's the heel. <laughs> and she just plays a kind of a they kind of rammed her in I would have preferred her to be part of the storyline rather than just sort of an, an offshoot but anyway Vampire was interesting looking throughout the you know in the movie and sort of the the way it was sort of made up um Wishmaster oh uh, yeah and it was like an adventure vampire story I thought but again like you said um, the, the acting was a bit dry and the the story sort of just float seemed to float about, but there were some interesting uh, interesting scenes in it. 
mm-hmm. you know, some, some good tension building, which they wanted to do, and some good hide-and-seek moments and stuff like that, which is quite cool. Some good gore. You know, some of the some of the deaths in there were 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 worth uh, worth watching, but some of the um, some scenes I think sh- could have been cut out quite easily. I mean, they're obviously like must be like horror fans and stuff like that, and there was some interesting dialogue at exchanges at some points, and yeah, like, well, maybe they could not, make more. There's not like loads of little Easter eggs in there when they visit one guy who's obviously a horror fan. And he's got. We spotted a load of posters, didn't we, on his walls and stuff like that. And and it's quite quippy and quite well written. I just don't think the actors delivered it quite well. Do you see what I mean? Because like, you can see some of the lines are like, like you know, like the lines in Scream are so perfect and they're, they're delivered so well. And this is kind of, there's a couple of kind of lines, which is a bit of a, a monologue thing that one guy's talking about. And he's it's, it's just delivering it really poorly. And I just didn't believe him. I didn't believe that he was a horror fan. I believed that he was just an actor from LA that just plucked out of nowhere that wasn't a horror fan. He just was reading some lines. I don't know why, but that, that's just what I got from it. It's, it did seem to annoy you when we watched it, so I thought that was quite funny. It amused me. <laughs> but, um, you know, the lead actress was what you said. It was the director's girlfriend, wasn't it? You read something like that. I'm not sure. I think I think, I think it was this movie. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, for for, for the first sort of hour, I mean, we've seen we've seen um, worst openers <laughs> uphill sort of, yeah, you know. Um, so I don't know. It, it's a vampire movie. There was, I think, it was. There's another movie on at the same time called I Am Lisa, which was Werewolf. So we watched. We cho- we chose. We were oh. Team Edward over Team, you know, over Team Jacob. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Matt won't probably know that reference, I'm sure, but you know, there we go. No idea. <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't know. It just some of the things is even when like the vampire went and bit people, I just didn't think it was just looked poor. And it just I don't know. It just There's a low budget indie. It fell flat for me, man. It fell flat. It just didn't didn't deliver anything. Because I'm I'm all over low budget, mate. I I love it. But it just didn't keep me entertained. I was just, I found myself just drifting away, I'm afraid. For me. Poster was better than the movie. Mm. I think on, in this, in this instance. So it, it didn't, it didn't get, it didn't grab us. I think that was the main thing that we're talking about here. But again, I liked, there was some, for me, there were some good set pieces, um, and some good special effects. Um, and it was worth, it was a good punt. So that was, that was my sort of view. And, you know, if you're a They Live fan, it's just worth it to see Meg Foster on screen again. Mm. I don't think we've picked wrong as well, because I, both movies that opened, I've, I've seen comments on the other movies as well. And I think it was about neck and neck, really, by the comments that I read. So I think either one that, that you would, we would have picked, it would have been the same outcome, really. Yeah, I'm not sure. We're, you know, don't run. This might be not, you know, if you see it, watch it. But, you know, it's only an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, like four hours. Mm. So what would you what would you rate this one? Uh, this one I, I gave a three breaths out of ten. I liked it a little bit more than you. Then I gave it a four. Okay. But it still was quite below average for me um, in terms of, um, in, term, in the context of things. But better than Sky Shark, so every cloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. That's, However... However, 
the night just got slightly better because we retreated to a movie called Triggered. So this one we both liked the look of, didn't we? When we when yeah, well, you you have been triggered, so triggered. What? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, this one I like the premise of this one. Basically, these teenagers have these kind of suicide vests. They kind of wake up because they've been drugged and they have the suicide vests on. Uh, and they, the suicide vests have got colours on them and times. And it kind of gets, it's, it's, it's kind of a movie where you've got to kind of turning. It's a bit like Battle Royale. Um, and the times are going down. But what they find out quickly is that if somebody dies, that time becomes theirs and they get a longer time to live. And everyone's got a countdown. So you, it kind of comes, kind of, uh, it's a kind of cat and mouse game, um, film. And I don't know, I don't want to go too deep into it. Like, but what did you think? I enjoyed this one. This was a, this was a nice end to the evening. I thought it was a bit, you know, um, took nods from like Battle Royale. Definitely. Um, obviously we had, you know, the movie's got like nine, nine, nine mates who are camping. Like you said, they wake up and they got suicide vests on. And I don't know, it had some good production, some good acting, some great one-liners in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some, some not so good actors, but you know, that's what you're going to get. But the gore was good. Some of the kills were great and original. I kind of like that. And there were some douchey characters which you just like didn't want to root for and, you know, which were just like, some of the some of the sequences with them. I mean, this was like, you know, like Battle Royale was pitting friends against friends against friends. You know, mm-hmm. they they sort of like have to steal each other's time. That's sort of part of the movie. Um, so if they if they kill kill off one of their mates, they get their time and they get more time. And then it's down to like you know one person being being left at the end, if you like. Um, and that's the sort of the sort of um, route that is going down. And this it's it's a lot of fun. It's, this one's a lot of fun along the way. And um out of all of the ones over the weekend, this is definitely one of my sort of ones that I recommend to go out and watch and see because it was quite it was it was a lot of, a lot of fun and it's a good decent horror um with some good blood and some good violence. What yeah. more do you want? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I I think the the good thing about this movie is that you could, to start off with I thought oh, it's being quite serious. And then it kind of, it, you, you get, you kind of get used to what's happening. It, it is kind of taking the mick out of itself a little bit. So it's not being all straight laced. And it's like, like with the one liners and stuff like that. And, and it's very, it touches on kind of millennial humor. And I think it, it takes the piss out of millennials a bit where it's like, where exactly what you're saying earlier about the one liners, like the, the Jason Bateman getting it mixed up with uh, Patrick Bateman. Uh, was yeah. and then there was one line that I, I absolutely loved um, I know that you weren't human because you didn't cry at the end of Terminator 2 I wrote that down, mm-hmm. I remember that, it's brilliant but it, it, they, you just, it, this thing between these friends that are supposed to be friends and then this thing happens and it just shows you how horrible these people are because literally every one of them is horrible they're just horrible people and it just shows in a situation, they're not actually friends, that they're just all assholes and they're out to get each other and they don't care about anybody else but themselves. And I just thought it was quite 
is quite clever. Of how it kind of shows it in the film with with the the vest lights, and I noticed that because it's like green. When you're green, they all seem to be getting along, and then when it goes red, obviously their times out. They start being evil. So it's kind of good, green is good, red is evil, and it's like the lighting of the vests as well. The way it's filmed, it's really clever um, because it, it kind of illuminated their faces and made it just really look really really sweet. Um, but I thought it was a great script as well. I thought it was really really well well written. Um, but yeah, I, I like the fact that it's just good fun, great kills, just just really really good after maybe a couple of doozies. Obviously, before this was like a nice breath of fresh air. So it's, it's, our, it's our type of horror at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah I think it is. I think it is. And I, I had great fun watching it. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was funny. It's the right amount of kind of like time as well. It wasn't really long. Um, yeah, I absolutely loved this one. I thought it was great. I think that was good about most of the movies. They're all sort of around an hour and a half. So it's kind of yeah. perfect for the, the timing. And, you know, even though this was probably quite low budget, they they did the practical effects very, very well. Hmm. Yeah, and the effects in general were like very, very good. And like, you know, if you if you like your blood and you like your gore, this is this is for you. Definitely. Spent a lot on those vests as well because they look pretty cool. I could see this on Netflix quite quite easily. Oh yeah. Or, 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 or something else, yeah, maybe. Yeah, what what are you rating this one then, mate? What what do you reckon? Oh, I think for me it's like slightly above average, so I'm going for six out of ten on this one. Ooh, I went slightly higher. I went for seven breaths out of ten for this one because I, I really enjoyed it. Just the one-liners alone were good, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Fair dues. All right, well, that's Friday taken care of. Let's move on to Saturday, and we kicked off at 12, 12 o'clock on this one, mm. um, on that day, with um, a movie called The Honeymoon Phase. Project seeks married couples to participate in a 30-day research study. Payment, $50,000. We don't even know what this is. Well, I can assure you, we're just a group of romantics who, I uh, must confess, are a little obsessed with love. I hope you all enjoy your stay here. Oh, in, interesting name for, for a horror movie. Um, I think with this one, you've got to kind of think Black Mirror... And, and, and that sort of, that sort of line of, um, thought, well, it came across my mind anyway. Um, and it's around two, a couple who, um, are there to test their, test themselves as newlyweds in a situation for 30 days where it's just those two and that, and they're being observed for 30 days. Um, and that, you know, in, in, in kind of, um, relevance to the situation we're in now, it's 30 days, as we probably know now, isn't that actually that long? So <laughs> that kind of, it was kind of interesting to see this sort of, um, the journey, which we'll talk about in a moment. But yeah, it's, they sort of like, um, are being, are going for an experiment, if you like, and to, to have a look at, and observe. And then things were in a sort of black mirror twist, as we'll discuss in a minute, <laughs> start to creep, start to get weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, um, there's always one like this in there at Friday's. There's always kind of a, a kind of sci-fi uh, kind of movie. Real life. Yeah, yeah, like real life we've watched before that we really like. I, I, I'm a big fan of this sort of stuff, you know. I, I love, like, like, I love Black Mirror and stuff like that. Uh, I 
is interesting, uh, especially because we've seen this kind of stuff before um, happen. Um, but I thought I, I really liked it. I thought it was good. As, as, like you're just watching these two people, and they're kind of you're just watching them gradually kind of break down. And I think you're right. I think in the fact that it's only 30 days, they could have probably got a, got away with making it longer to make it, real, like, and they could have just time-jumped a little bit, like, made it, like, three months or something, because it, it seems a very, very short time to, for a, a relationship to break down, even though they're not newlyweds. They, they've lied to get in there, and they're not actually married. Um, and they, what is it they get? Is it 50 grand they get to, to win? Yeah, or yeah. Give just for the experiment. Um but it's just like one of those things that all starts off sweetness and light and they're having fun. They're getting a lot of sexy time in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, I like the way it, like, I like the house. It was really cool. It's like futuristic and everything they wanted come down in this little shoot so they could get vodka and all sorts of other things. Um, what did you, what did you think? It was yeah, that was a really nice like like touch and stuff. I, I literally asked for anything, and it sort of comes down this like cool little shoot. Um, I, it was full of like bad haircuts as well. You know, that's sort of been a running joke and stuff like that. This guy had the worst haircut ever. That was really really bonkers. I thought it dealt with um, isolation um, in an interesting fact. Like if you look at where we are now, where we're all sort of like in each other's houses or have been. Um, we know that we can get through these things and the fact that like 30 days it just sounds a bit bonkers i mean there's there's other moving on to like the twist probably won't we won't get to spoil it anything obviously but um there's some interesting twists later you know about what is actually really really going on mm-hmm. it's quite interesting but um it follows the couples they sort of like um get on really well and and then they start their relationship starts to like you know get tested in certain ways i mean you know i suppose a bit um, this is a spoiler but i think we got a touch on it you know halfway through she, somehow she comes becomes pregnant oh yeah yeah and it's like okay why and they're making a bit i suppose they were making during the sex scenes they were trying to make a big deal of the fact that he was wearing a wearing a condom which is for, which you don't really get you don't really see that sort of level of detail, I think, in most movies. They go into a lot of detail. <laughs> they did get into a lot of detail. There's some interesting things and uh, interesting reason why that she's pregnant, even yeah. though even though she's become pregnant very very quickly, which is another interesting um, interesting angle. And you know, there's some. Uh, it deals with some domestic violence um, sort of side of things as well. Yes, yeah, uh, schizophrenia maybe as well. Yeah, definitely psychological kind of stuff is happening because it it's more from kind of I'd say her point of view that that her other half is being is is being the evil one, the horrible one, um, which I thought come along that actor uh, who played the character Tom. You you could I don't know why, but I really didn't dis I really disliked him. And I think that came across quite well from him. I pretty much from the get-go, I just didn't really like him that much. It's just, like I said about the haircut and the way he looked, it just, it was quite clever how I just didn't like him. But it's, it's quite a lot from her point of view, how she's getting treated. And I suppose that's where it's trying to put you in, like her point of view kind of thing. And there is a very, very, very interesting scene that I'm not going to spoil involving some hair tongs. 
Oh, trust me. Yeah. We'll, let, we'll let you watch that one for yourself. Yeah, if you've seen the Exodus TV show, you know exactly what we mean. <laughs> that was um, that that was fucking awesome, actually. Well, not awesome, but it was quite like whoa to watch yeah. and stuff like that. So we looked at each other and we're like, "Is it going to happen?" No. Nasty, nasty. It looked great. Um, I thought the, the actors were good. Um, there's some good twists. It was interesting. It kept us involved quite, uh, you know, watching it all the way through and. We didn't get distracted. So, yeah, I, all in all, I quite enjoyed it. I did. I, I thought this one was definitely worth a watch. And, would again, you could, I could argue it, and maybe, like, it could be condensed down into a, a Black Mirror-length episode, and it could fit in quite easily in that sort of, that sort of ilk, if you like. So It's hard, because it's like a lot of this stuff has been done, like these experiments-type things, you know, all these sort of, tropes have been done before so it's hard to, to kind of make an original kind of thing isn't it, I suppose so yeah. yeah I think they've done well well what are we rating this then I I've given it six breaths out of ten yeah I'd I'd, uh, I'd second that as well I think um, it's definitely uh, a six for me it was very very well done I think um, it has also it's worth noting that it has um, Francois Chow in there if anyone likes Lost, if anyone's um, into their Lost um, TV show, it's got the uh, Doctor from um, the uh, Dharma Initiative, which is really cool. Um, so it's that, and, it, and he plays a really decent cameo as well. I thought really cool. Um, and I think um, I don't know if it's not a first-time director either. So director is worth watching. This guy Philip G, Philip G. Carroll Jr. Oh, that's that's the director. He's married. Uh, no, I don't. He, yeah, he's married to the lead actor in this. Ah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was a bit disturbing. He's put his wife in a, a lot of sex scenes because there's quite a lot of sex scenes. Yeah. Hey ho, each their own. Each their own. All right, cool. That was a good one to talk about. I quite enjoyed that. Um. Right. Moving on then, Matt. So. After that, we, we, we were going into the afternoon, and we were treated to a little movie called Playhouse. So this centres round a really, really nice castle in Scotland. It looks beautiful. And it centres round a guy that has recently moved in with his daughter, and they basically want to kind of make an immersive kind of theatre within the castle, so it's kind of like an immersive play inside the castle. I don't know whether it's scary or not, I think, but he wants to basically kind of sell these excursions at the castle, and it follows him and his daughter, and, yeah, some crazy stuff starts happening within the walls of the castle, and, yeah, um, I did not like this. Um... I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, it couldn't contain me. I don't know, I, just, I don't know where to start with it. I just, for me, it, it was just a weak storyline. I, I just don't know where to start. Well, talk about the over, over-exuberant acting and stuff like that. You know, we're talking about a film called Playhouse. Um, and, you know, it has a lot of drama students in there, definitely. <laughs> a lot of gesturing. It's just a bo- for me. It's just a boring ghost story. It's, it's a ghost story. A ghost, um, <laughs> it, a ghost or a demon or something weird. I mean, 
don't know, it's like his daughter goes missing at one stage. I forgot that she went missing. <laughs> Halfway through it, I didn't really understand. Like, I forgot that she went missing. Um, I don't know. It's like the the sort of tone, the te- the despair, the tension that could have been created um, to sort of a well, half decent finale could have done, could have been a lot better. And the location they had was fantastic. The house, the setting, and where they were was brilliant, but well, underused. Right. The the people that made it right, they know what they're doing film wise. It was shot beautifully. Like there's a really cool dinner scene where it's a wide shot. It looks like the actors are kind of just it's a one shot take where they're acting. It's beautifully lit by with loads of kind of candles. Uh, it's all done with natural light. Like you said, the castle looks beautiful and it's shot really really well. But it's just there's no substance to it. The storyline was weak. And if it was a ghost story, put some cool ghosts in it. Put some creepy moments and some creepy stuff that happens. There's hardly anything that happens for the first 45 minutes to an hour. And I, and I just I just couldn't get myself involved. By then, I was lost. Some of these movies that we watched over the weekend suffered and struggled with, um, like, that initial storyline and didn't have that sort of, like, moment at the start, sort of like a, you know, why are we watching this movie? This is some, this is, this is it. This is what happens at the start. This is why you're watching this, so we can expect something down the line. There was just like, we're going to tell a story, we're going to tell a story, going to tell a story. Hopefully, no one's fallen asleep yet, and then we're going. Might we might give you give the audience something. There was, I just didn't feel like it gave us anything to work yeah, you're with. Right. You're right. I think that they they kind of focused on characters way way too much. And lost their kind of way with actually the story they were trying to tell. I, unless I've missed a major, major thing here. Um, I don't know, but I just, it was just so slow. It and was two I, o'clock in the afternoon and I was falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, just, I, you know, hats off to the, the way it was shot brilliantly. And I think they've got an eye for detail and stuff like that and locations and stuff. But it just doesn't hold up if you don't have a, a, a kind of a, an engaging storyline with stuff to keep you. It just lost its tone for me, and it just didn't have any set pieces that drew me back in. If it if it did something like had a really cool kind of bit that's like, oh that's fucking creepy, that's that and drew me back in, then yeah, cool. But it just didn't. It just felt yeah. Do you know what it felt like? It almost felt like a showreel movie. Like you know, movies I know they're out there. They put these movies together where they sort of like. They kind of like here's 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 what I can do um, mm-hmm. on screen, and and this is this is what I did in this movie, and it's like this kind of went all right, but you forgot to make it a movie, you Ooh, know? Scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's, where's where? The, I just didn't feel the tension for me, and it and the location could could have worked. It could have worked. Yeah, That's what absolutely, I really absolutely. So this isn't going to get a big one from me. Go on, you go first. What are you going to rate this bad boy? This is a, this is a, a free, I think, for me. I put free as well, mate. <laughs> three, three breaths out of ten for Playhouse. But I mean, if if you like that sort of slow, drawn out stuff, then maybe this is the the the, the thing for you. Yeah, you know? classic. It's kind of classic horror if you like that sort of, you know, area. Just a bit slow. Yeah. The next one, however. <laughs> There we go. Right, right. Here we go. 
So, um, we watched a movie called Blind. Nobody's going to believe this. I think someone broke into my house. Okay. And this is about a former actress that lost her vision due to a botched laser eye surgery. And she's struggling to put her life back together um, whilst living alone, basically. Um, and... It's directed by Marcel Waltz, which is worth noting because he did a couple of good ones. Rootwood, which is worth which is worth mentioning, um, and I think fu- hashtag funny face, which I think people, a lot of people might actually know. But um, I, the more I thought about this movie, the more I sort of liked it. <laughs> and I know at the time, and I know at the time, we were both like. What the fuck are we watching? It was slow. I mean, Matt had a, Matt's, had, Matt's gonna probably talk about it in a minute. He had, he had a few issues and stuff with like the, 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 the blindness of this movie. But no. I, um, there's a couple of really good takeaways from this one. One is the, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a slasher. Uh, it's, it, at its, at its core. And we get a new kind of, a new villain to kind of look out for called um called pretty boy right mm-hmm. who could quite easily be a cat you know could be a character for the future in the <laughs> right in the right setting and because he's kind of foreboding and he's kind of um really creepy really creepy looking and quite scared quite scary and it's just like um, it's really cleverly done in terms of how they set it up. I think, like looking back at it, like to taking it, taking it out, the mask and stuff like that. But the problem with this movie for me, um, was it too? It was it, it was too focused on on her, on her journey. There was too much development for her, and not enough slashy slash. But what do you think, Matt? Well, I think you're bang on there, mate. You hit the nail on the head as I always like to say. Um, look, I'm trying to get some positives out of this. It's not all bad. It's just like, like you said, it, it focuses around this character that's, uh, let's just say, become blind because of, like, laser eye surgery, not a good uh, advert for laser surgery, but anyway, she's become blind. For me, because it's set, it's set in, uh, in LA, in the hills of LA, so she's a big actress, uh, actor, so she's like, got loads of money and stuff. For me, it just, that part of it was too glossy, and it's just like, I don't think they had blind actors in this, which I'm, you know, which I'm not, not against, it's like people acting blind, which is great, but it just seemed like they did no research about blind people whatsoever. It's like they've gone, let's make a film uh, and put put a blind person. Okay, admittedly she's only just become blind, but there was just loads of things that added up to just that's not right. It's, it's just the little details to that. But being in LA, it just the way it was shot and the cheesiness of it just reminded me of watching something like some really bad, poor kind of MTV show. 
cheesy show because it was just cheesy. They just, it was just like, for me, I just, uh, but saying all that, is it Pretty Boy? The, is that his name? Pretty Boy? I think it's Pretty Boy, yeah. Yeah, the, the guy, the, the, the villain. I think you're right. He looked really cool. The, the mask design was cool. Some of the kills were quite cool. But, as a nutshell, I just, like, I don't know. I just, like you said, it was just focused around her too much. There's so many weird things, like, like literally about, like, 15 minutes of her just dancing on her own in the dark with loads of lit candles everywhere on the floor. And I'm like, firstly, who lit all those candles? Secondly, she's going to burn the whole place down. And she's got these big extravagant vases all hanging, or hanging, or vase, or whatever you want to call it, all hanging about and stuff like that. And I just, yeah, just, I just, I didn't like it. The only thing I did like is the character Pretty Boy. I thought that was quite creepy. But it just, again, it was long. It was drawn out. There was drawn out scenes which didn't have to be that long. Um, and there's, like, I'm not going to spoil any endings or anything, but there's a fucking huge monologue at the end. And I was I was literally thinking, I'm going to fall asleep in a minute. It was the longest, poorly, poorly acted monologue I think I've ever seen. I think we could have done with more, not necessarily more Pretty Boy, but you could put Pretty Boy up against, like, sort of, like, Art the Clown and sort of Terrifier and stuff like that, the way he was stalking his prey. But they concentrated too much on her flat or her condo or whatever it was up in the hills. And the, the so, I mean, they obviously were limited with budget and location. Um, but it was just sort of like, well, I just wanted something somewhere else, you know, to go to. I needed somewhere else. It was like, you know, somebody, we know some of these like single location movies do work. Like Hush, uh, like yeah, Don't Breathe. Just say, look at Hush. Yeah. Look how that deals with it, how on point it is. And they did their research, they found out, and, and like I said, don't, don't breathe. It's just like, it's, it's some of that is, is believable uh, and, and real, where this just didn't feel believable, didn't feel real. Um, and I just, just couldn't, I just couldn't get into it. But it had a great character in Pretty Boy. And uh, can we had a we had a nice we had a nice um, character. Caroline Williams is in it as well, and she was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. So um, she played the other the other blind woman in it as well. Yeah. And we had we had a um, Luke in it as well, who was mute, and uh, that that played and that was supposed to play a quite interesting story where she was going to be dating him, where she was blind and he couldn't talk. <laughs> but that never. Went yeah. any, that never really went anywhere, um, but yeah, Pretty Boy was was quite creepy. If you want to see a little a, a proper creepy like serial serial killer, then go and watch it. You know, I like you know, I liked the the kind of homage to slashes, but I just don't think it just wasn't done in the right way for me. Okay, so what are you rating this one? Because I'll be interested to see. Because I've moved up since... Four breaths out of ten, and that was just for Pretty Boy. And the music was weird. I just want to touch on the music. Sometimes it was a plinky-plonky piano that sounded shit, and then the other half was really cool synth stuff. So I'll give it a point for that, and the other points go to Pretty Boy. And the rest can just fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I would also give it four out of ten. Definitely. Very interesting one. Um, and a so interesting character 
that they could utilize in the future in a different setting i feel yeah if, if somebody came along right like a producer or something and said like i'll give you a fucking shitload of cash to take uh pretty boy off you the rights to have pretty boy in another film lap that up mate you know lap it up and take that character put him in somewhere else make it proper good slasher wow it won a lot of awards this movie looking at imdb so you might have to eat your words there, mate. I don't have to eat my words at all, it's my opinion. I don't know who gave these awards out, but, you know. The awards for... Um, but Best Actress for... I, got be- I best Actress awards, award. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> this got... Best Actress, Sarah French. That's Dude, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. The, it doesn't matter how many awards it's got. It just doesn't matter. Because... Any any film can get any, any awards. It just doesn't mean... No. You're maybe, awesome. maybe her acting was better than we thought. No, was, trust me. <laughs> All right, mate. Okay, let's, um, let's move on to the next movie. Come on, dude, take it away. So, after that doozy, we moved on to an anthology movie called Dark Place. Um, so this is obviously a couple of little, how people say, vignettes. Like that? <laughs> so this is a, like an anthology, uh, and it has, uh, this is really interesting because each movie, uh, had, uh, Aboriginal leads. So, um, it was kind of different to see these kind of people in films. You know, we're not used to seeing all casts, uh, each, each movie within this movie had an, uh, an Aboriginal lead. So indigenous of that country. So it was kind of cool to see these kind of people acting in, in, in roles, um, lead roles, which I thought was brilliant, really cool. Um, and yeah, so there's a couple of different kind of subjects for each one. And the first opening one was kind of focused on sex trafficking. Um, and it started off fucking awesome. And I thought, I thought that one was brilliant. What did you think? Yeah. Um, very dark. Mm. Very dark story, and you know, looking at like sort of um, uh, women and the way they're sort of treated. This was um, this was an interesting watch. It was like an expo- exploitation movie, wasn't it? it was Definitely just, it had that element to it. Yeah, yeah. like almost prison-like because these like women, mad, like Mad Maxian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you like, these women, yeah, these women were sort of just, you know, looked upon and just sort of like discarded and sold and stuff like that and, and used and abused. And there's some, some, again, some good special effects, some good blood work and some good, yeah, some really, you know, some nice wounds to look at. If you like that sort of thing, Jesus Christ. So yeah, some really interesting. And the acting was like spot on as well, I thought. And it was just enough, wasn't it? Because each film was what, 20, kind of 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes long. Yeah, I think the main thing that this suffered from for me was it wasn't, again, it's like you said, vignettes, but it's like it didn't have a collective story um, line for me. And I like that element of it. Like, so you looked at like um, anthologies of like, say, um, VHS, um, uh, Tales from Dark Side, you know, sort of um, creep show. They've got that sort of overarching, um, even the one we watched with cursed films and stuff like that. You know, there's just like a wraparound. It didn't have that. It was just different stories, I thought. I suppose, but sometimes... Had, had, like, I had a central theme in what, a reason, 
but there was just no wraparound. No, it was, just, it was just it was just short stories going into short stories. But then I liked the fact that each story had a very strong point to it. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it does, does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, I agree. Like, I suppose it's just it's just they're quite hard hitting kind of like subjects. Well, yeah. Let's talk about the second one. Jesus Christ. What was the second one? Was that the sleep demon one? The one sleep. paralysis kind of um, the girl that was falling asleep and getting tormented by a demon. Was it a jinn? Are we calling it a jinn? No, that you were thinking of dark stories now. Oh, okay. Not that place. Go on, and you're gonna to have to remind me. She set up a video camera. Can't remember. It. No. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't fucking remember it. Yeah, she recorded on a video camera when she was asleep. Well, a bit like paranormal activity. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on, because I can't remember this fucking one. I remember one about a witch. <laughs> yeah. Like, that she moved in with her daughter, and uh, there was a a woman next door um, and a witch. Which is the one where she, where she like, gets tied to the radiator. That's that one, I think. That's that one, is it? Okay, so, I mean, this, this, my mind's blank for most of these. There's, there's only one, really, that I've got to be, what, that for me, is worth talking about in terms of the storylines. Okay. And that's, and that's the last one, which is the zombies. Yeah, it was... Or water vampires, what are they? I don't know. Yeah, but the last one was the only one that was so far different than the other uh, three. Because this this one was, like, totally, like, weird. It's totally, like, supposed to be funny. It's almost like a comedy bit. And a very black comedy like, where the others were quite... Se- they dealt with quite yeah. serious serious issues and stuff like that. And tone, tonally, they were quite serious. But then this one did as well, which is, is about how, how much settlers are dickheads, but done in a really funny way. But then it was almost like really fucking evil dead at one point. And the special effects were crazy that I don't really want to spoil because I think people need to watch it as a shock value. Oh, fuck's sake. All right, okay. But there's a... Damn it. There's a really... Okay. So, yeah, you've got this um, this couple who sort of think they're in India um, and they're sort of trying... They're trying to... They're looking... Sort of got a home. Australia, isn't it? Yeah, it is Australia. And they come across um, uh, this, like, Aboriginal bloke and... Uh, they're sort of trying to treat it. They're treating him like the hired hand. And he's like, I'm not from fucking India, mate. <laughs> you know, and it's that real sarcastic sort of Australian wit. I, I speak um, English. Yeah, I speak English. They were just treating him like, you know, for the help. It was it was bonkers. It was so like um, on the nose racist, but like in a purposeful it way. It was like cringy, wasn't it? It was like, oh, yeah. Um, but, that, but you knew it was saying it not being... Like racist, it was to show you. In it's set in colonial times at the end of the day. Yeah. So most of these movies, and then it's like there was just these like kind of zombie monster things. I don't know what virus you, type thing, wasn't virus it? Virus thing, yeah. You and you kind of turn and you get warts all over you. And, <laughs> it's just fucking mental. It was fucking great, and they like hold up in this house, and there's a fucking moment which will stick with you. I mean, I, I Matt's can't for not letting me like talk about this but it's 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 um it's a shocker it's a shocker and it's one of the shocks left people to go oh fuck that just didn't happen really this for me was probably the most shocking 
moment of the whole weekend. Mm. For for a lot of the kills that we had and a lot of the kills that we talk about, um, this particular instance in the movie was like would win the most sh- most shocking scene award. I think throughout the whole festival. Yeah. Maybe. It was fucking grand. It was great. <laughs> it, was a, it was a really cool finisher, like the, of the quadru- of the the um, anthology. I thought was really really different, really out there. And the other demon. I, I remember the. I remember enjoying the whole thing, but I just think like that 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 last story just stuck with me. Yeah, it did outgun all the rest, didn't it? it was like the first one and the last one were yeah. memorable, where the ones in between weren't so memorable. Maybe. I know they were good. I know they were. I know they were good but with the witch, and that was pretty interesting. Um, oh, yeah, because that had a really interesting twist at the end, mm. and even like you said, the sleep demon and stuff. I like was fucked up. Um, yeah, all bloody, bloody good. This one, bloody, bloody good. Now that's, that's rubbish, but yeah. <laughs> what are you giving this one out of ten, Bob? Well, bloody three eight nine. It's um, I was getting um, for that bit alone, it's it's six pushing on seven for me. I I put six breaths out of ten for that one. Yeah, six for me. Yeah, I'm bloody. It was um a really interesting one to watch, and it's definitely <laughs> one of the ones where I recommend going to see. So then uh, we had a little, then we had a little sleep. Oh, we got to go to bed, not together, What's, not like that. All this time. No, no and, cuddles. Then we woke up Sunday for let's have it. What are we in store for today? Well. Against this experiment. Se for de fato um artefato arqueológico, você disse que eles chamaram isso de quê? Ainda, ainda. The first movie it probably got best title of the weekend <laughs> by a far. I mean, this is a um, was it Brazilian? Yes. Brazilian Brazilian movie called um, Skull the Mask. All right. I mean, great. What a great title for a movie. Um, and this this is great. It's an action packed um, horror depicting a supernatural serial killer based on a pre-Columbian mythology in a hunt for revenge in, in the in this metropolis. Completely out of he's completely out of where where he should be. I mean, this has got like rituals, ritualistic killing, um, blood, gore. Um, probably this one has. I would you say this has probably got most kills of the weekend? Yeah, yeah. by far. Yeah, yeah. I, I got. I, I, I'm looking at the rest of them. Um, the clubs, you know. Well, maybe. Well, maybe the next one might. It'd be interesting to see. How, yeah, because the next one has loads. But yeah, this would. Yeah, that. Yeah, right. This has just got a buttload of. Dismemberment, and it's got one of the best, um, I say, characters. You know, I mean, I want to see this dude again and again in different formats. He was foreboding, like he looked like. I mean, we it's hinted at that he was a he was a wrestler. I think the one who played Skull the Mask. Uh, he is fucking huge, and he's got this big, ridiculous, ridiculous mask on his head. It's fantastic looking. Um, and it just it absolutely sells itself. I mean, what, 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 what do you think? I loved it. Mate, <clears throat> fun, fun, fun the whole way through. It's just like, it had, for me, it just had loads of like, it almost had a game feel in some places. A bit of wrestling. He, did, he, like you said, he did some wrestling moves in it. 
Uh, it's got a slasher feel to it. The setting in Brazil, in, as it's Sao Paulo, where it's shot, um, it's amazing. It looks really cool, all the setting of it. And it, like, somebody, I think somebody commented on our post, basically, it's like, Jason takes Brazil. It's literally, <laughs> it's like, it's like, literally he goes around fucking killing people. Um, there's some amazing, good special effects, man. Absolutely brilliant special, special effects. And there's a great story running through it as well. You know, there's this dude who's sort of like, who's, who's sort of like going after the sky. I think he's there to like, you know, if you think Knights Templar or something like that, he's there to protect, um, the, the, the mask and he wants the mask back and stuff like that. I mean, the mask itself is fucking great. Mm-hmm. There's moments in this movie where it's, it's, he's not, the mask isn't even on someone and it's doing these fucking cool killings. It's ridiculous. It grows feet like the thing. It's just yeah. fucking, it's got, a, it, yeah, it's his own little character, the mask. It's yeah. fucking great. It really, really is. And even the character, um, I think, uh, what is the dude's name? I can't remember his name, but he was, um, uh, it's, uh, it's something in uh, Spanish as well, which I can't pronounce, which is great. Um, but the, the dude who's supposed to go and like get the, the mask, he's, yeah. he's taking a beating. And he, you know, and he's carrying around this his own little thing, this weird fucking hand, which is sort of like I think he's supposed to, which I think is an alarm. Father's hand, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's an alarm for when the thing's near. It kind of shows you, yeah, the way. Sort of it's fucking weird. So weird, mate. Uh, it's just fucking batshit crazy. I mean, there's 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 just shit going on. There's people getting choked by their own um, intestines and fucking. Heads blowing up, you know. There's a there's a great fucking club scene where just it's carnage. Um, it's just I, I just love this movie. I just thought it was so much fun. It's a, just a breath of fresh air to watch. Just a movie that's fun, full of great gore, full of just fantastic effects. People that are obviously massive horror fans. Um, Brazilian as well, which was cool. Yeah, all yeah we, saw that, we saw that Brazilian movie last year with the da- the dancing fetus, which is basically a Ghostbusters nod. Yeah, and um, that was ace. That had loads of blood and stupid effects as well. I think it was brilliant. And it, was, it was interesting because I had a little kind of interview with the director and writer at the end, and it was just like really interesting seeing how trying to get horror movies in Brazil, like they were saying, there's only like three horror movies a year, and kind of people in Brazil. If they see a lot of blood in a the movie, they think it's kind of lame and not not kind of. And horror movies kind of uh, are just a bit lame to people in Brazil. It's really strange. And he was just saying that it's really hard to get this sort of thing pushed into the mainstream kind of theaters and stuff. So hats off to him, man, for going for it on this one because I'm thinking, like, mate, it needs to be on fucking. It needs to be on um, Shudder. This is a drop on that because this is a Shudder film straight up, mate. Hundred percent. Clean up. So if you're listening out there, Shudder, get on it. Yeah. I think we bloody both enjoyed that one. Yes, I think it's just one of our things in our wheelhouse, isn't it? Right up, right up our street, this one. Definitely, definitely. That's what it says on the tin. What are you, mar- what are you marking this one, Ben? I'm giving it like a, again, it's a seven for me. Yeah, bang on. That's what I put down. Seven breaths out of ten. But, refreshingly good. Refreshingly yeah, good. Really, really cool. It was good to start the Sunday with a, a real good one. It's and... Very fresh. Cool. Right, well, let's move on to our next movie. 
So then, in the afternoon, we were treated by a film called Two Heads Creek. As your older sister, you don't belong here. You're not a butcher. You can't butch. Just a minute. You are a completely useless human being. It's off back to Poland. She loved us both as if we were her own. What does that mean? Because we weren't. This is our real mother. Mary Pierce, Two Heads Creek. Good eye, good eye. Our final destination in Australia. Two Heads Creek. You want to go to Two Heads Creek? It looks like this town is stuck in the 70s. Something not quite right about this place, Anna. Well done, everyone. That was a drill, and you all did very well. We're looking for our mother, actually. She left us years ago. <laughs> Do you want to see anything wrong with these people? No, I just think they're Australian. You puppy bastard! What did you say? <laughs> he likes you. These people have done something to our mother. And I will prove it. Well, there's no need to be a whining pussy about it. That's not enough! Impressive. No, I'm vegan. Please stop, you're going to anger the locals. Then let's anger them. Yeah! It's time for you to be leaving now. Border control, bitch! You curse the village. Nobody leaves the village. Now this is a knife. Who is she? She's our mother. This country is nothing worse than extended family. Was that her in the coffin? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no. No. I knew it. So this centers round um, to a brother and a sister that have uh, had a recently deceased mother and they own a butcher's shop and they're kind of down on their luck and the butcher's store seems like it's is it post it's post Brexit as well uh, and they're a Polish family and they get a strange call and they find out that they have a real mother that is in Australia. So then they decide to go to Australia to find her in a little old place called Two Heads Creek, which is the arse end of Australia. Um, and then they fly over there and some strange shit starts happening. And let's get it straight. This is, this is kind of a comedy. This is a comedy horror. So yeah, I absolutely love this film. I thought it was one of my favorite films of the festival. It's great opening scenes. It's witty. It's funny. I mean, the sister, Annabelle, I think it's played by Catherine Wilder, is spot on. Her humour is right up my street. I just thought she was absolutely brilliant. And the brother and sister combo worked really well together, I think. And the storyline is a little bit loose, but it was fun. It was really, really fun. 
What did you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the storyline was cracking. It, this movie is just like a blood-soaked fucking black comedy um, with some one of the best, some of the best one-liners I've ever heard in any any movie. Um, I thought it was fucking fantastic. Like you said, the the they could both act, they could both sell the comedy, they can both sell the, the sort of the blood, the gore. This has got, like we said, this has got a death count that could rival um, Skull the Mask. It was it was quite it was quite big. And the kills great, and the way they were sort of handled, and the way they were all done, set in an Aussie town, as well, um, called Two Heads Creek, and it's got a uh, a little secret, a little secret. Mm. Make good sausages. Well, <laughs> just if you're an immigrant, don't go. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you might end up in the stew. It's quite, it's quite political, isn't it? Throughout, really, when you think about it. It's got real loads of political undertones. Yeah. Throughout it. But the characters in this, I thought, the character building, the writer's fucking brilliant, because the characters of these, this town are brilliant. They've all got their own kind of little quirky... Yeah. I mean, yeah, and even when they were back in the UK and stuff like that, we had these three fucking girls just, like, lobbing shit at the butchers. <laughs> fucking brilliant. They were giving him so much shit, um, which I thought was fantastic. Norman, <laughs> what is such a really, really like plain name? Yeah, um, Norman um, and his sister Annabelle and stuff like that. But it's just got—I mean, every scene with like Uncle Morris. I mean, you'll hear if you speak to anyone about this movie, you'll hear um, about Uncle Morris. Yeah, mate. Nah, mate. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah, nah, nah, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, oh, mate, it's just one of the best exchanges I think I've seen in anything, I mean, it's, it's right up there with, like, bad taste and stuff like that, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's fucking great, in the, stu- in, in the stupidity, and, um, but real, real, I don't know, real originalness of it as well, I mean, some, this is one of my favourite lines, I've had shits that did more damage, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like there's just like quirkiness and cockiness like that all through it. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just really quippy. Keeps you entertained as well. It's just like all the way through. It's not it didn't get boring at all, and it was just interesting. The characters were interesting. The storyline was cool. It's just like it just had it just kept me entertained the whole way through. And I thought it was funny as fuck. It had me laughing out loud for once. Um, <laughs> and and. I just—it was like you know, like when we watched um, Book of Monsters. Yeah, it's kind of like the feeling I got after watching Book of Monsters, where that was a really good movie, and it's like really, really funny, um, and it was just—it was just good to watch. It was just—it was real fun, and it's nice because it was—it was um, UK actors. Obviously, they're meant to be from the UK, and they go to Australia. And it was directed by an Australian, written by a British person. So it, it wasn't taking the piss out of the Australians, but it had basically all, all the Australian tropes in it, like, you know, like nods to fucking neighbours and shit like that, but, and the way they spoke and the phrases, but it, it wasn't, it was taking the piss, but in a nice way. It wasn't taking the piss. Do we know if it's got anyone from neighbours in it? I know, uh, we know that Uncle Morris was from um, a great short that we watched last year called Trollbridge. Yeah, he was. Um, but I don't know if any of the um, actors and stuff like that were actually from... Did, did from you, I think one might have been from... Yes, I've just found one. So, so Mary, yeah. who plays the mum, 
Yeah. Real man in is uh is was in neighbours from two thousand eighteen to twenty twenty. Not my era. So mm, you know, that's not I can't really comment too you much. Yeah, all all round great. And I, I love the character Apple as well. It's fucking hilarious. And it adds what a musical number. Right slap bang in the middle that was quite cool. That was pretty random. Um but right. yeah, worked an right. absolute treat. Fun, 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 all round. I was hoping um, Apple would have been in, like... Oh, she was in Home and Away. I told you there was someone in Home and Away. Mitch and, Fraser. You know, is, he, is this done by the producers of uh, Better Watch Out? Is it producers of Better Watch Out? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure it, is. it has something to do with Better Watch Out. Because I knew it just had that kind of, like, feel to it a little bit. So... Yeah, I definitely, definitely watch this one if it comes out. I think it's coming out on a streaming service next week, I believe. Really? Oh, that's fast. That's good. It's coming out very soon. I know that. And I can't remember what it's on. Might be shut. I'm not sure. Okay, well, we have to look out for that one because that, that's, that's got to be worth pimping out and it's even worth a buy. And it's, I, I think it's, I don't know if it's on, out on release or not. Hopefully. I'll buy it. But worth picking up, worth watching. Fucking great fun. Really enjoyed this one. Again, look, we've got two, we, you know, we've damned a few. But, the, you know, these two, these fucking really, like, God, pumping. They're God, strong. Pumping. They're strong. You know, we really, really enjoyed this one. So go out and check it out. Two Heads Creek. What are you rating it, though? That's the question. We, well, you know, what's, how many breaths? Originally, I put seven, but I put it up to an eight. Because I really enjoyed this one. I'm going to stick with seven, but, you know, fair play. It's bold, right. brave. Eight's, eight's a high <laughs> mark there, Matthew. <laughs> I know, but I enjoy it. I think it's one of my favourites, one of my favourites. Fair dues. Okay, on to one of our least favourites. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're going to spend too much time on this one. Just I'm... before you do, we got treated to a little surprise before this one, didn't we, Paul? Would you like to explain? Oh, God, okay. So, yeah, this was one of the best shorts of the, uh, I mean, we've we got to talk about the shorts after this, but there was a, there was a good, there was a, a lot of good shorts, but this one was not a short short. It was like a 25 minute short that appeared twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we got to watch twice, which, you know, um, which was fine because it was, it was good. It's called 14 Days and it was about, and it was shot in uh, lockdown and it was shot in uh, someone's house. In some, you know, um, during lockdown, on a on mobile phones, and it was fantastic. It was um, a zombie apocalypse scenario um, in the pandemic world. It was fantastic. Virus. It was so apt. It was so sort of what is going on right now, and it was very cleverly done. Two young kids, the kids of the the director, if you like, um, and it was just one family, and it was just re- it, it was really well done. If you get the opportunity to go and see this one. You know, 14 days. Um, I don't, hopefully it appears somewhere, YouTube, oh, somewhere. It's got to be out there. I'd go and check it out. Real good fun. Real, real good fun. And really great interesting depth. Well. Huh? Great little cameos as well. Yeah, yeah. They obviously went out to, um, the horror community and they had, uh, did they get Tony Todd? Everyone yeah. loves Tony Todd. No, it was, um, but they had Barbara Crampton, um, Serena, uh, Vincent. Yeah. And... Ken Foray. Yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah, Ken Foray. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought 
it was good, even even though we got we got to watch it twice. It was, it's all good though. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. But some um, people worried because they were like, "Is this hall or not?" It m- maybe needed a little bit of a disclaimer. I would have preferred this to be hall. <laughs> I would have if if this was like twenty five minutes. I mean, the next movie is only an hour and twenty five, and um, again, very apt in this world. I don't know when it was filmed or how it was filmed, but it's basically about when a a debilitating sickness spreads across a long hotel hallway. A few scattered victims fight for survival and try and escape from the dark, narrow stretch of the hotel. And I'm just like, what the fuck? It was this was Snoozeville. And to be honest, had a lot of potential from the setting and um, the actual story itself. But it was supposed to be sort of like there as a long, tense, uh, I don't know, maybe something like when when night eats the world, that sort of like setting it up for that. Um, and it could have been, it could have been, it could have been uh, a wreck, it could have been uh, something else than it was. Um, but it was this drama horror, if anything. It was um, disgustingly slow. Um, that I wanted to, um, throw something at the TV. Uh, <laughs> it just had no, had no, no moments for me. And I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest, because it bored the fucking shit out of me. But go on, Matt, what have you got? What you got? I just put boring floor, clo- floor crawling, uh, slow story, very dull, shot pretty well. Great idea, interesting idea, not executed well enough for me, way too much tension, and it just didn't seem like a kind of end goal, it seemed like they were just filming it and going, right, now we'll do this, now we'll do this, now we'll do this, and now we'll do this, but really slowly, build up some more tension, I just got, I, I'm sorry, but I know a lot of, a lot of people like this, and I was just like, I, it's just so, so slow for me. As it's like, but I, I just don't think it's our thing. I mean, maybe it's just. I maybe we're finding a niche that we just don't like, and it's like, maybe. you know, maybe, maybe it was well acted. Maybe it was. I don't know. I, because, but, but because there I was, the acting was bad. No, not at all. I think you're right. It just, it just didn't didn't grab me. Didn't didn't excite me. Didn't have anything. It's just slow. I've seen better uh, versions of this, to be honest, out there, and this one didn't. Good premise, but I just nah, yeah. nah, nah. You mate. nah. So, what are you giving it? Nah, was that a year, mate, or nah? Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Or nah, nah, yeah. Two. Okay. Two. It's, it's as low as two. And then it went one, but no. Nah. Well, at least we watched kind of sat through this one compared to one of them that we didn't even sit through. <laughs> so should we should we bin that one off and go on to the next one we watched? Yeah, nah. Cool. So. <laughs> We, for this one, the last film of the day, we got treated to Aquaslash. Now, we saw the trailer for this quite a while back, and me and Paul thought, yes, this works. So we never went for, there was another one clashing with it, was it a Ghost Weights? Yeah, which sounded awesome, to be honest. I know, I know, there's been a lot of hype over Ghost Weights and I hope it comes to a platform because I can get to watch that. But anyway, yeah. we went for Aquaslash because that is our sort of thing. It's, it's our sort of thing. It's a water park, slasher, blood, gore, tongue-in-cheek, 
sort of right up our genre, right, right on the thing we want. So we thought, yeah, we'll go for this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the poster and the trailer alone would sell this movie to me. This is this is my my movie. And I think that is the problem that it it basically threw out a massive hook with a nice big meaty bit like I don't know like meat on the hook and a real pull in like a little like two little dickheads. Like two little <laughs> double fucking Muppets. Muppets. <laughs> ah, that's unfair, man. Alright, okay, yeah. Um For forty five oh, minutes maybe that's fair. Before we before we before we dive into this movie, primarily it's about a war park and people start getting killed and shit and traps look like traps being put on blooms and shit. So you might have had this kind of around your way, but we have a local swimming pool called the Oasis with flumes attached to it and stuff. And there's always a rumour that somebody chucked razor blades down there and somebody went down and cut them all up and shit like that. Now, that was just a myth and stuff obviously probably didn't happen. But we thought, wow, someone's taken this and they made a movie out of it. Um, But yeah, do you want to kick this one off? Yeah, I mean, this movie is about, you know, a group of teenagers who are going to, every year they got a tradition. Spring break. Yeah, every year they got, at end of, they got a tradition of going to this shit water park, that's probably got shitter over the years, to, um, have their end of year celebrations. They spent, they set, they stay there for the weekend, you know, get up to all sorts of shit, drink, do drugs. And, um, you know, sleep with each other. Bum uglies. Bum uglies. Um, and, you know, the, the premise is interesting. You know, from 45 minutes of the movie, there's a lot of build-up um, to, you know, a cresce- an interesting crescendo. You know, and it ha- it's, it's got all the, the birth of a great um, 80s um, slasher movie. You know, like some fucking... Sleepaway Camp and Friday the 13th and stuff like that. It has those sort of, that ideals of um, a great origin story, um, where, you know, something, a moment hap- a moment happens to something which then creates a reason for revenge, if you like. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting and it, it could have been, for me, there could have, there needed to be, um, more kills throughout the movie, more moments, um, an actual, um, yeah, just more, more death, more slashing, or at least attempts or something, or like, you know, it didn't, it, there wasn't like, you know, with Friday Fates, there was, it didn't have that POV. There was just, it, it could have gone. I would, if I would have been happy if they just ripped off Friday the Fates and put it in a water park, that would have made me happy. But I didn't, they didn't quite go there. But when, when, the mo and it was sort of all led to one moment more than several moments. I think that was their 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 kind of what shall I say their kind of like crescendo their kind of big finish. Now the problem I had with it is it focused around the kids and what was going on with the water park and the relationships of the kids when really it should have been taking note. It could have done that still and it could have just taken it from the killer's point of view. And they've got this massive fuck-off water park, right? And all these different rides and all these different ways you could come up with creative, really cool ways of this killer to start kicking off people. But it just wasn't executed well enough. 
you've got all those the, the, the great storyline to become like this could become like a proper like like you said like Freddy or Jason where it goes oh you know Aqua slash one Aqua slash two you know the park reopens you know and it could carry on hell yeah like a real like proper slasher but it it just fell flat. It just focused way too much on relationships and what was going on. But then it had some really good moments where kind of like there was a really cool kill, but there just wasn't enough creativity of using this park, this war park. I don't know. Yeah, it just, it just fell flat. Like you Club Dread. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started picking people off like, like left, right and centre and like different rates. Could have been, it could have been, I mean, it tried to be a bit more intelligent than that. It tried to be a bit more teenage, um, comedy drama sort of thing and like get involved with the story. But you can do that by clever dialogue and clever, um, uh, moments throughout the movie. And you could still put in a few stupid, you know, kids getting popped off and they just didn't pop off enough for me. They did do a few and they were interesting. There just wasn't enough. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's weird because they kind of, they really was kind of ramming that kind of 80s nostalgia down your throat a little bit with, they were dressed up as the 80s and they had a band doing 80s covers. But to me, it felt like it was kind of like, the, 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 the tones of it were very 90s with all the, like, the, the sex involved and the crudity and the bullying and all that kind of stuff. It really felt almost like it was 90s kind of thing. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I still kind of enjoyed the moment. I still, I did enjoy the, uh. It was, it was pretty good. Cool. I did enjoy the crescendo and, um, you yeah. know, but it was a bit daft of like how many people could, could go down one fucking flume and not realise that something fucked up was happening midway down. <laughs> I think maybe they pushed that boat maybe a little bit too much, but. Yeah. They got away, but it was funny. It was, it was fucking. It was good. It was good fun. It was, yeah, that part it was, was dark, good, but it just the yeah, execution. The rest of it was just. <laughs> it's just what it could have been in my eyes. I mean, it just, it just what it could have been. I thought, oh man. Yeah, this could have this could have quite quite easily been a nine if they if they'd executed it in the right way. Mm. Um, but as it were, I wouldn't be going up that high. Unfortunately, it's more of a five for me. Perfectly what I put. Five breaths out of ten, exactly. <laughs> it, it was entertaining. There was, some, there was some, a couple of good kills. And just for that set piece at the end. And the fact that like, I got hats off to them. They reeled us in like bitches. Uh, and I think they did that to a lot of people. Uh, they reeled them in with that kind of like, the, you know, you knew that trap kind of scene was coming. But they made us wait and wait and wait till that kind of scene and I just don't know if it was worth all the weight by the end of it wow. that's where it dropped points for me <laughs> fair days. but it was fun it was a bit of fun a bit of armless fun oh, very good that was, it is an interesting way to end uh, Sunday night mm, it was definitely right I will move on to Monday now we're getting to Monday oh my god we're almost at the end we've only got two more films <laughs> Two more films to discuss. Um, but what a Monday. An interesting batch. There's only three films that we attempted to watch. Two that we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, the first one being um, Av the Hunt. Not A.V. the Hunt. 
after hunt. All right, let's get that straight. I don't know what the difference is, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's called after hunt. Yeah. This is a first for me and Matthew. Um, we're what we. This is a horror movie from Turkey. This movie is around uh, a young a young lady being caught with her lover, and then being hunted by her own relatives who want to kill her for their family's honour. And it's a bit too... It's very real. And it's because we know this stuff sort of goes on, <laughs> if you like. Um, but she is a uh, a badass uh, character. Um, she is no... Um, she's not going to take this shit. You know, she, she um, is going to lay her own life down and she's going to go out the way that she wants to. And she's not going to um, let people tell her that she can't and can't do. And it is an interesting um, route into her life and um, the people sort of tracking her. And it's 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 a very uh, moving. I found it very moving and very dark um, and, and quite an interesting watch. What about you, dude? Yeah, um, it was interesting because the director popped up beforehand. And apparently this movie, he was saying it has taken 10 years to get out, 10 years to make. Um, and I never really knew about, because I looked up a few things about this afterwards, because it made me want to find out a couple of other bits. But I never knew about, I think, even kind of a, a word called honour honor killings. So it's where you dishonour people and you basically get hunted and killed or, or killed because to defend the honour of a family. I didn't even know this kind of really existed. Um, but it, it is interesting because I think at the start, we both kind of got a little bit lost in translation, a little bit with kind of what, because we were trying to work out for ourselves what was going on. I don't think you're really meant to, are you? But it kind of took a while for us to kind of get the gist of what was happening. We were like, ah, oh, right, now we know. This, this is her family. Yeah, we didn't know why, because we didn't understand, I think. We didn't understand why she was being hunted in that sort of way. Yeah. And who was actually hunting her for quite some time. So <laughs> it was interesting. I mean, primarily it's a kind of a revenge movie. Uh, it turns into a kind of cat and mouse kind of chase thing and almost the, the hunter becomes a hunted. Um, it just, yeah, I mean, she was fantastic. The actress awesome. was brilliant. Like, really, really believable. For me, she put in the best performance. She put in, if we're talking about performances, and you know, some of these guys that said that that some of these movies have been acted well. For me, she put in the performance of the festival easily. Really, I think you hit hit it there, mate. Absolutely, I'll I'll be with you there. Uh, Because it it, it drew the right tension as well. It's just like they're hunting her down, and in this massive landscape that looked beautiful. I mean, you've got you. Really excited. I <laughs> the mountain, yeah, the, the, um, the, the the mountainous terrain, the rivers, um, the um, oh, the what? Sorry, you're going to book a trip out there, aren't you? Oh yeah, the, the cave systems that they were sort of looking through, the ravines, the um, the, just the where she it, it looked a beautiful, beautiful place, considering mm-hmm. where she was being she was being tracked to be killed, you know, or was she doing the tracking? It was very interesting. Mm. It is, it is really, really good. I mean, it's obviously a real political movie, uh, 
you know, with, with shit going on like that still now, apparently. Um, but yeah, I just felt like it, it, it was, it got the right amount of tension all the way through it. Um, we're not going to discuss the end, obviously. Uh, but I looked into it a bit more and, and it was interesting. I think the fact that it got me wanting to know more about it after the film had ended, it kind of struck a chord with me, I think, to find out more about it and be quite interested in it. And it, it got a lot of, it got a lot of love at the festival from comments. I mean, we, we put it out there to see what people thought and we had absolutely loads of comments, uh, just all positive. Um, a really interesting one. And I can see, a street, again, a streaming service picking this up. Again, someone like Shadow, it'd be perfect for them. Easy. Them having revenge out, that sort of movie, it's in so, you know, it's a film that people need to see, I feel, because it's like, like, like I said, it's a Turkish movie, there's not a lot of them around. Um, no. And it's good to see, it's good to see different stuff like this. We, we love all these different kind of movies from other countries. We, you know, we take a punt on them, and I wish more people would. Yeah. And you should with this one. I really recommend this going and this is a great like you know, it's foreign language obviously, but like it is definitely one to go and watch. Yeah, there's not loads of dialogue anyway, is there? So you know, you can you definitely should go out and see this one. Hundred percent, bruv. What would you rate it though? I give it I had a good thing about it, I give it seven breaths out of ten. Seven breaths out of ten? I did. Okay, it's like, I mean, I gave it six because um, it still, you know, it still maybe wasn't strong enough for me, but it was, um, yeah, I can see why you give it a seven. I just thought that performance alone was fantastic, but yeah, six for me, I think. It's one of those things where you come out of it and you think, as a thinker, you think about it more, especially the end. I don't want to obviously talk about the, the reasons for the end um, and stuff like that. I think it's it was very, very interesting. It made me go, ah! Yeah, 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 fair, and it's fair, because it's a, it's definitely a thinker, yeah. definitely a thinker, female, a great female lead, right. Fantastic. So, we go on to our last movie. So we had a choice between Dark Stories, which was again an anthology movie, or Swerve. Now, I re- after seeing all the comments and stuff about Swerve, apparently it's a fucking masterpiece, according to a lot of people. So I'm, I am looking forward to seeing that. But however, I do not think we made the wrong choice. I fucking oh. love, I don't give a shit, I fucking love this oh. anthology. Yeah, <laughs> So Dark Stories Anthology deals with all, all different kind of bits and pieces. There is something in this anthology, I think, for everyone. I think if you watch this film and you don't like one of these things, then you're a fucking liar because 
It's got loads of cool little horror tropes throughout. You've got zombies, ghosts, aliens, jinns, demons, the fucking lot. Um, so there's something for everyone in this one. So I've heard a lot of people go out there and go, oh, there was a couple that were really weak and a couple that were strong. For me, I really enjoyed every single one of them in a different way because I think being like you, we're into all different kinds of genre within horror. And I think in this, like you're a massive, we're both zombie fans. We love ghost stories, uh, you know, partial to a bit. There's just something for everyone. Um, and it opens with a really cool concept of a demon that kind of hides in paintings. Well, hang on. Before we go into the actual stories, there's a worth talking about the fact that the reason for these oh, stories... Shit. Sorry. Yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. for these stories is because a doll's t- rocked up at yeah. um, someone's <laughs> house and it's threatening the owner. Um, yeah. to go and kill her son and um she then she's trying to i don't know i guess she's trying to buy time yeah uh, to things by telling his stories and it's sort of like this weird little puppet thing that's not got moving mouth but it's got a weird little beautifully odd enough weird voice and the way that they move the puppet is quite creative um when they have it hasn't got much movement Mm-hmm. So I thought that was worth saying, it, but it's about her telling the the puppet totally. some 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 stories, if you like. And the first one that go on, Matt, you talk about it. Yeah, so it's a it's a kind of like a a demon that or demons that live in paintings in a gallery. Um, I think all these shorts films are filmed in Paris, like, like France or around. Yes, yeah, because it's yes, yeah, it's, it's French, yeah. But there are so there's bits in English as well, so it's kind of French English. Um, but the first one, yeah, was like a demon, which I really, really liked because the premise of it was really cool that I'd seen. There's some quite funny bits in it. And we had a chat, didn't we, about the way the kind of monster demon looked was really cool. It's like part real, part kind of animation. Yeah, it looked, it looked almost like if you, if you remember like Attack on the Block and stuff yeah. like that. But it wasn't quite, uh, you know, practical. There was definitely, it, it looked drawn, mm. on, but almost but like um, the snowman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were so creepy looking, and it was wicked the way they they animated it and did the fucking um, uh, disappearance into into paintings and stuff. Like that. I thought it was, I thought it's such a fucking great opener and a great story. Um, really fucking enjoyed this one, and like even it's sort of there's a slight comedic feel to it as well, which I thought was very good. Yeah, definitely, definitely good. I mean, there's there's several different things. There's uh. A really cool one um, about a guy as well that that kind of wakes up in a morgue, that, which was really cool. And uh, that's, a, that's quite, a zombie one, right? Yeah, zombie one, yeah. It's like it was a really cool little premise, and it's quite short as well, and it told a really cool story. Uh, it was, how, it was, I, I describe this one as like a zombie revenge movie. Yeah, but it was kind of cool because it's like normally the zombies are the bad guys, where this is kind of a a cool, a cool zombie that's like, right, I'm going to get revenge now, back alive. He's got super strength and he's trying to protect his, and he's trying to protect his, um, kids. Or, or save his um, wife and kid and stuff like that. So there's obviously some gangsters involved as well. And it's, it's, it's clever little, fun little, um, fun little story. I really enjoyed it. Even like yeah. towards the, even the end little bit as well was quite funny. Um, effects as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one was fucking clever. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I think one of one of my favourites, one of the ones that creeps me out a bit, quite made me actually feel a bit scared, probably the first one of the whole festival that made me actually feel scared, was the one about the gin, 
which was um, a, a lady that was claiming that she was, well, she had sleep paralysis, and, and every time she was going falling asleep, that this demon was coming after her. Um, and then she kind of um, manages to stay around a friend's house or a love interest uh, because she's trying to tell him that this is happening and she wants help to sort it out. Um, that was well creepy. There were some really creepy set pieces on that. Like, really creepy set pieces. And the demon looked awesome, I thought. Um, yeah, and the sleep paralysis added to it as well, man. It was fucking... It just it made it so <laughs> creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I suppose one of my favourite one was probably the um, post-apocalyptic, well, not post-apocalyptic, pre-apocalyptic, I would say, pre-apocalyptic um, alien <laughs> story, survival story, with um, What's the Face popped up from... Michelle uh, was it? Michelle Ryan. Michelle Ryan from EastEnders. She was in EastEnders. But she's got some work. And, and Cockneys versus Zombies as well. It's fucking another great movie. Um, but yeah, this dude, this cool French dude, man, like farmer, is uh, is telling this wonderful tale, and everyone obviously doesn't believe him and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, he's he's saying he's, you know, if you believe, then you you'll survive and stuff like that. And um, ever, no one fucking is believing. It's, it's people he lives with aren't believing him, and it's a question whether she believes him. And you know, th- there's some great dark moments as well as like light moments as well. But the payoff is fucking great yeah, in this story. Really? Uh, and it's like, you know, you, you, all I'm going to say is if you better believe. <laughs> you <laughs> better the, believe. The thing, like, these are all pretty short stories. about to cram them in that little time as well. It's like six, but, seven of them, wasn't there? I suppose seven, really, including the, the doll itself. But yeah. They're really like hit on point as well. Kind of like they just, they just hit the right amount of time. And to cram it all in for an interesting story. Again, I wouldn't say any of them were shit. They were all really interesting, engaging kind of story, mini stories that kept it kept it ticking over. Like I said, there's seven for everyone in them as well. But yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I really, I really thought it was a good end to the kind of festival for me. Yeah, and like even like the end story, how they all tie up the wraparound and stuff like that last little bit with the doll. Um, was so original. It was fucking genius. It's such a cool little twist. This is so worth going to see. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. As an anthologist, stands this is one of the better ones, definitely. Hundred percent. This fun. one, this one gets a a big old seven for me. Yeah, I've got that written down as well. Seven breaths out of ten. Look at that quality stuff, almost too, uh, too pretty dead. But it's good, good festival. There were some other key moments worth talking about. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about a couple of shorts that we sure. watched. Um, one called Bark. <laughs> it's about a fucking mad. Talking, <laughs> talking tree, um, which is the way it was shot was incredible, you know. And then it was had it had this great little moment in with a serial killer as well. And it's all from the tree's point of view and a bush named what was the oh, what was the bush's name? Barry or something like that. Barry, it? it was something really inane. Yeah. It, it was so great. Right, the bush that just wanted to party all the time. Yeah, mm, 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 it was great. <laughs> um, and what was the a wash? Was fucking fantastic, chilling. Probably one of the most chilling moments I had of the whole the whole thing. That was creepy, man. That could yeah. easily be a movie as well. Oh my god! Like, just imagining having to wash your your daughter's um, favorite cuddly toy. What would you mean inside it? <laughs> no, I was fucked. Well, I was fucked up, man. Wash was good. What was the other one that was really Where good? 
Oh, what was it called, though? It was called Werewolves. Is it just called Werewolves? It was called Werewolves. Yeah, and it was just this really batshit board game, which was fucking great. I'm not even sure if they all died or they didn't die. I don't know what was going on, but it was so fun. I love that one. It's brilliant. I absolutely love this. So funny. Yeah, so funny. I can imagine if we were sat at Frightfest watching that short, the whole cinema would have been pissing themselves. (laughs) Definitely. We were were absolutely increasing up. I love that one. It's really clever. Yeah. Absolutely quality. But I hope uh, some of these short, shorts get somewhere, man, because there's so many of them. There's so... didn't realise how many there were. There's, they're about, like, an hour and a half long, like, a worth of shorts. Yeah. Oh, well. That was great, uh, a great little, great weekend. Yeah, it was, it was very, very good. It was very good. Um, I suppose next time, though, next episode, we're going to be... uh we go, I would just like to ask you a question. Oh, okay, go on. Not to put you in the corner. But if you were to pick your top three films of the festival, what do you think they would have been? Ah, easy. Dark Stories, Skull the Mask, and Two Head Creek. In that order? Or just... Um, yeah. Cool. What was yours? What did you put again, sir? Dark Stories, Skull the Mask, and uh, Two Head Creek. Whoa. I think I went... Two Heads Creek at my number one, Triggered at number two, and Skull and Mask at number three. Nice. Talk, more talking about dark stories, I think that may may be in there. Oh, I don't know, yeah. yeah <laughs> that was my favourites, I think. Oh, there were some good ones. I mean, there's also some ones to look out for, like Ghost Waits, Swerve, and uh, The Columnist got lots of uh, shout-outs as well. Loads of people said that's brilliant. So I really hope they get picked up by some services, because I want, I want to watch those. I really do. Cool. But it was a great, yeah, it was good fun. It was good, good hanging out with you as well, mate, and just, you know, chatting about movies and just, you know, it's, it was good fun. Yeah, in our home setting. <laughs> yeah. At least we've got money. <laughs> suppose, like, next episode, um, we're back to normal. Oh. Normal, so we've got a new, we've got to find a new movie to watch in this dark, dark times. And there is one at the cinema. We're going to go to the cinema. And we're going to give you, we're going to bring uh, new, the New Mutants, which has been like on the cards for like two years now. We're going to go and test this one out and find out how horrific it is. But there's a lot coming down the pipe. There's some Netflix buttes that are coming down the road. Um, we're going to have some fun the next couple of months uh, rating some movies. I'm going to pull the move from the vault uh, this episode. And, I, I, and after watching... Um, the House of the Devil. I want another cult, a cult movie. So I'm going to go for Kill List. Oh, interesting! <laughs> wow, it'd That's be fucking, good to revisit that. That's fucking dark, man. The lead in it. I can't. It's a guy from uh, Football Factory. Is yeah. Um, yeah. and Utopia. Ah, oh, he's fucking great, man. So I, I'm looking forward to watching that. And what? Yeah, oh yeah, Ben Wheatley movie. Can't bloody wait. Um, yeah, so that's it. Next episode, New Mutants and Move from the Vault will be Kill List. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, yeah? Or no, yeah. There's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at draw one last breath
hotmail.com.